knowing that you're going to have more of an emphasis on certain things at different points in your life. Obviously, with the pandemic, that has shifted things quite a bit for us. Um, And that's okay, being okay with that and learning to just be present. Practicing being present in the moment will give you a lot more balance. Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I am so happy that you are here. First of all, Happy New Year. I hope that your new year is very, very awesome and nothing like 2020. I hope it is so much better (laughs) and you have the best year yet. Now, today I have Katie Cavo on. She is my friend and a coach that I absolutely love talking to you, and she is going to be helping us today with work-life balance to help prevent burnout because let's be real. Burnout is a real thing and it happens a lot, especially in the workforce. And I don't want it to happen to you and especially not in 2021. Now, Katie Cavo is a life coach for mom entrepreneurs and she supports them in finding their success without the hustle. And I absolutely love that because let's just be honest, like it seems like having that hustle mentality and the the hustle, hustle, grind, grind is the thing to do. But she shows us how we can have success without all of that. She lives in Canada with her husband and her two little ones. And she is coming on today to really give us some practical things that are going to help us that we can use throughout the year. Now, before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know about one quick thing here. And that is that I am doing some coaching sessions for busy working moms who need some help with getting their time back. Because let's just be honest, are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling like you can't do everything? There's just too much to do. Your to-do list is just overwhelming and about to drive you crazy, or you are just feeling like you are on the struggle bus when it comes to motherhood. Well, I am here to help you and I want you to know you don't have to do this alone. So go over to realhappymom.com slash coaching and you can go ahead and find some information there so you can get started with taking back your time and getting off that struggle bus because mom, we're not supposed to live like that and we're not supposed to do this alone. So let me walk with you and let's do this together. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with Katie. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, yes. Now, if you are listening and this is your first time, you're like, welcome back. Yes, Katie has been on the podcast. This is the third time. So we had her for episode 17, where we talked about losing yourself in motherhood. And then episode 31, where we talked about um, three things that you need to have in order to have balance as a working mom. And now we're back again today. So thank you so much for coming on again with me, Katie. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's uh. It's exciting. It's been a really good experience being here. And I thought, I'm going to ask her if she'll have me back on because uh, it's been a while and life has changed a whole lot. (laughs) It has been a while and it has changed because last time we talked, you were pregnant and now we're just talking and it's not a little baby anymore. You have a big boy now. He's almost officially a toddler. I I think a toddler is like a year and a half. Yeah. So I still call him a baby because until he hits a year and a half, he's still a baby. (laughs) 
Yes. No, I totally get it. I still call mine babies and they're four and almost eight. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't let go of it. It's just, I feel like with my daughter, <clears throat> excuse me, I kept like, oh, well, she's almost five. Oh, well, she's almost this. And now I'm like, no, she's four. And she's not going to be five until that day. <laughs> yes. I've learned now how fast it goes and I got to slow it down a little. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And and talking about slowing things down, 2020, we slowed things down quite a bit because I feel like the pandemic forced us to really just kind of just look around and do what's most important because we had a lot of things stripped away from us. Well, most of us, I should say, some people still had to work and do life as usual, but for most of us, a lot of things were stripped away and we cannot do as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that one thing that is fairly common even before the pandemic was burnout. And that's why I wanted to get you to come on the podcast again, because I wanted to make sure in 2021, we are doing better <laughs> with balance in our lives so we don't get burnt out. But really quick, before we jump into our topic for today, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you, what you do and what you got going on. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a life coach and I mostly work with mom entrepreneurs and I help them find their success. So get really clear on what success means for them, because I think when people think of success, they mostly think financial and it's so much more than that. Um, And how to get there without the constant hustle, without feeling like it has to be hard, without you know, running on the hamster wheel and just go, 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 because that's not success to me at all. And I don't believe that life has to be that way. It's so much more about the journey, right? And we're not just striving for this angle just to get there, because once you get there, then what? So I really want to help them find their success without the constant hustle. Yes, definitely. I'm totally with you on that one, because (laughs) it seems like at least for, um, the working mom in particular, just because that's who I am and what I do. But for the working mom that has, you know, work and home life, it can get really crazy really quick if you're not keeping things Mm -hmm. in check. And workplace burnout is one of the most common things. I think the statistic I saw was that 77%, I want to say, of the workforce experiences some type of combat or or, or, sorry, uh, burnout. So I was just wondering, um, one of the ways to combat burnout in the workplace is having this balance. And I know you've talked about this before, but I wanted you to share a little bit about how you see work-life balance and how we can actually use balance to help prevent um, burnout. Yeah. Yeah. And that statistic is really high. eh? (laughs) And and I bet it's bigger than that. I always feel like when when we talk about these statistics about those things that it's usually significantly higher, which is sad and unfortunate. And why are we living this way? I think when I first got into this, it was really about, you know, this thoughts of like, there's got to be more. It shouldn't have to be this hard. And this realization that in other countries, people are living so much happier and more fulfilling lives. So what are we doing wrong over here? So it really made me take a look at like what types of things are happening that don't fulfill me, that are driving me crazy, that, you know, all these things that aren't feeling good. And, you know, I think the key in all this is getting really clear on what is your vision? What does success look like to you? Because for each individual person, it's different. And getting really, really clear on that. If you do nothing else, 
from this podcast episode, get really, really clear on what does success look like for you? So, you know, what, what kind of money are you making, but also how are you spending your day? What types of things are you doing? You know, who are you hanging around? Um, you know, what kind of thoughts are you having? What does your environment look like? What does it feel like? Like really tapping into these things is going to help you achieve that success. But in doing that, you're kind of finding more of this balance. And I mean, balance for me, I should say this from the beginning, balance is not having equal parts of something. (laughs) I think that's really unrealistic. Balance is much more about figuring out what your success is and, you know, then I'm going to word this properly, figuring out what your success is, but also knowing that you're going to have more of an emphasis on certain things at different points in your life. Obviously with the pandemic, that has shifted things quite a bit for us. Um, And that's okay. Being okay with that and learning to just be present. Practicing being present in the moment will give you a lot more balance for sure. No, I'm totally with you on that one. And and being present, I think that that one is, <laughs> it's easier said than done <laughs> because it, it does take a, quite a bit of effort. And this is one of the phrases that I love that you said in one of the previous episodes is that um, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And I feel mm-hmm. like being present is one of those things that is simple. <laughs> but it's not easy to do. So just to to paint a picture, because I think we hear that phrase or hear that word used a lot, you know, being present, being present. Um, But what does it really mean? And how does it look like? Because I I feel like we're so used to, you know, being on our phones, doing all the things and Mm -hmm. trying to multitask that we don't even know what being present really looks like. So break that one down for us just a little bit. That is a great question. So being present is really, I mean, to me anyway, is about focusing on what's happening right in front of you (laughs) and trying to let go of the distractions and the to-do list and put down the phone for a few minutes. Um, Something that I often talk about in my Facebook group is this practice in order to to help become present is just taking like one minute to tap into your five senses. So, you know, closing your eyes in 10 seconds, what do I feel right now? Like, what do my clothes feel like? Am I wearing socks or can I feel the ground better? Um, You know, am I wearing a nice cozy sweater? I'm up here in Canada where it's cold. So, (laughs) or, you know, do I have my swimsuit on? Um, You know, what do I taste? Did I eat breakfast this morning? Maybe that's just like a, oops, wait, I forgot to do that. Did I brush my teeth? Um, You know, what do I hear? Are the children screaming or are they laughing? Do I hear the wind? Um, You know, often I do this when I'm at walking so I can hear the sound of the stroller. What do I see? You know, and you just kind of pop through 10 seconds for each of your five senses. It won't take longer than a minute. And that can just really calm your body and your mind down and bring you back into your surroundings. And I think that's a really, really great, simple way to pop back into the present. 
Yeah, definitely. Even when you were just talking, I was doing that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am kind of <laughs> centered right now. Like, this mm-hmm. really does help. Because I feel like a lot of times we either are doing one of two things. One, we're in the past looking back at things that happen and I guess kind of doing that hindsight is 2020. Like, oh, I should have did this. I should have done that kind of thing. Yeah. Or we're in the future trying to, you know, get ready for things or preparing for things or predicting what's going to happen in the future instead of focusing on what's going on right now. And I know I do this a lot. A lot of times I'll like get to the end of the day and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? (laughs) What did I do today? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so doing that practice that you just talked about, I know will definitely kind of like bring us back and center us back so that we don't get so in the future or in the past, but we're focusing on what's going on right now. Because I will tell you what, Katie, like I was just looking at my son the other day, my little one, and I was like, when did you get so big? Like what happened in my mind? You're still this baby. Like when did you get like three feet tall? So I know that, you know, if I'm a little bit more present then I probably would have noticed that he was getting so big, but it's just like crazy how a lot of times we're just moving, moving, moving. And we don't even realize the things that are going on around us. So I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it it takes practice. There's a reason why they call it practice, right? Because I think it's important to note that you might have to do this like a million times a day and that's okay. I think it's the more often you do it, even if you like do it for that one minute and then you immediately fall out of the present and go back into your to-do list or whatever. Congratulate yourself for taking that minute and doing it because that's one minute longer that you were present probably than you would have been the day before. And if you have to do it 50 times, then that means that's 50 times you increase your awareness and we're back into the present. That's 50 minutes you spent being present. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and speaking about being present, that's one thing that I know I can do better on. But another thing <laughs> that I think is most, <laughs> I know, right? Another thing is most, I think we can definitely do a little bit better at is having more fun and doing fun things. Because I know it's so easy to get caught up in work, caring for the kids and doing all the things that we forget to have fun and just enjoy things. And I know being present will help us to enjoy what's going on right now. Um, because a lot of times, like when I do like, put my phone away, put all the things away and like sit there and like listen to my kids. They say some really funny stuff. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there just like smiling and laughing at them because they are just like so much fun. Um, But I just wanted to talk about some ways that we can incorporate some more enjoyable experiences because like I said, it's so easy to get caught up in all the things that we forget to enjoy, you know, the good and the fun stuff that's happening right now. Totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, being present will help with that a lot. And it's about really learning to engage in play. And I think that we forget that as adults, we try to be very serious and we have so many things to do and we have to get them done and we need to be more productive when the reality is, yeah, we do to an extent, but I think we really overamplify the importance of that. And we forget that we need to just play, just, you know, get down and be present with your kids and put your phone away. And if that's really, really challenging for you, I will often tell my clients to set a timer, set like a 10 minute timer on your phone and put it up so that you don't have to keep checking to see what time it is. 
and that, you know, you can communicate that to your kids that for the next 10 minutes, you have my undivided attention. And then you'll know when that timer goes off, that you can go and get your phone then if you choose to, <laughs> but starting with small and, and working your way up is helpful. Um, but just in, engaging in that play, we have a lot of dance parties in this house. And especially when things get um, overwhelming or stressed out and everyone's just grouchy, we just turn on the radio and we crank it and we just dance it all out. And we always feel so much better after. (laughs) I love the dance parties. That sounds like so much fun. I haven't done that in a long time. Usually when we do it, it's like, because we're watching something and something silly happens and everybody just starts being silly. But actually having a dance party would definitely be good. But another thing that came up when you're talking about setting the timer, because I know... Is I'm, I hate to admit this, but I know how hard it is with this addiction to our phones <laughs> to put it down. Yeah. Um, but setting the timer is good. But there was another um, guest who came on, Stephanie Gass. She suggested deleting some apps off your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and she suggested deleting the apps, like social media apps over the weekend so that you could, you know, kind of detach and take some time away. And immediately when she said, like, you know, Tony and delete your apps on Friday and don't put them back on your phone until Monday, like, I just was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I just started anxiety. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what if someone says something and I have to respond back? But I did it. And Katie, like, let me tell you what, like, it was so liberating. Like, I felt so good. I wasn't on my phone, I wasn't constantly checking it. Like, it was the best weekend I had had in a long time. And now I've been doing it so much that like, I don't have to delete the apps off of my phone, but Mm. I know that that's an extreme measure. But if you really want to like take it another level, delete the apps, do it. Yeah, (laughs) I know lots of people that do that. Actually, it's a, it's a great thing if, if you're struggling with it and a lot of us do, I would be lying to say that. I'm not a little addicted to my phone. <laughs> so yeah, delete the apps on the weekend and that that will help you be more present too. And I mean, it's amazing how much time we spend on our phones and we could be playing and having fun and enjoying, you know, this version of success I feel like that we often think about is happening right now. And if we could just learn to notice that and be more present in it and increase that awareness I think we'd be a whole lot happier yeah no I am totally with you on that one because I don't know if I ever told you this story but I just remember one day I was driving and I was listening to I don't know who I was listening to it was some sermon about something and I just remember the guy saying like you know sometimes you need to take a step back from things and just look and just see how much your life has changed and how you have the things that you've always dreamt of. Because a lot of times we think like, oh, I have to have this and I have to have that. I have to have the big car, the money, all the things, whatever it is. And um, a lot of times, like all the things that you're dreaming, you have it right now. And like, I took a moment and I don't know, it was just crazy. Literally, I was driving, listening to him and literally my mind went back to when I had first started dental school. And when I was in dental school, like, I hated my life. Let let me just put this out there. Like those were the (laughs) hardest four or five years of my life. I do not like it. Do not ever want to do that again. (laughs) So one of the ways that I motivated myself was I had made this little vision board and it wasn't even really a board. It's just a piece of paper. And I had put, I remember it was three things on there. It was a house. It was a stick figure of a family of four. And it was a BMW on there. 
That's what I had. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. when I'm done with school, I'm going to have this. And Katie, like when I thought about it, I was like, oh my God, like I have all those things that I dreamt of. And I'm sitting over here beating myself up, trying to achieve that version of success, whatever that is. And I have all those things. And so it's so funny that you say that, like how a lot of times that we're, we're striving after and, and, and stressing ourselves out to have certain things when in actuality, a lot of times we have the things that we want and we've been dreaming about. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, I think one of the most common phrases that I say is slow down to speed up. And I mean, I should say too, that our success will change. Like, I think a lot of people are afraid to do this because they're afraid of that commitment. And well, what if I don't feel that way next week? Well, then change it. That's fine. <laughs> and once you achieve your, your goals and that version of success, then you'll change it and you'll add on to it and you'll make it bigger and better and go to the next level. But if you're not slowing down, like you you just said, you can't notice those things. You don't even know when you achieve that. You don't know what's working and what's not working. And it's a really, really important thing to, you know, just have, you know, daily or weekly check-ins with yourself. Hey, how's it going? Have a little conversation with yourself. What did I really enjoy about this week? What didn't go so well? And when you can do that, you're not only building your own like mental awareness for yourself, but you're going to move ahead so much faster because you're going to catch things that aren't working and you're going to figure them out um, much, much faster. And you're going to be much happier because you're noticing all the wonderful things that are happening. So slowing down to speed up is so important. Yes, it is. And it's funny that you say that because there's this favorite podcaster. He's a dentist too, that I love to listen to. And he told a story about how he was, he was learning how to drive um, race cars. (laughs) And the guy that was teaching him how to, you know, drive on the track or whatever was telling him like, dude, like calm down, like slow down. Like you're going too fast. And he's like, but I want to go fast. Like you're supposed to go (laughs) however many miles far. And he's like, no, you got to slow down to go fast. And so that has always been with me. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times we're trying to move, move, move and, and go really quickly, but in order to, yeah, really move forward and, and to go fast. Yeah. You do got to slow down. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. That one was good. Yeah. It's my favorite, my favorite quote. I think Just, I, I talk about it all the time and every topic that comes up, I feel like I go back to that slow down to speed up. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. And one of the things that I, I definitely think that, you know, in talking about slowing down to speed up is, is making sure that you're checking on your emotions and your feelings that you have. Cause I will be honest, I have experienced burnout a couple of times and a part of mm-hmm. it is because I'm bottling things up inside and then, yeah, it just doesn't go good when you bottle things up. So I know you brought up some questions to ask ourselves when we can um, check in on ourselves. But in particular, when it comes to those feelings, um, when we're just feeling, you know, really tired, defeated, overwhelmed, all of those things, what are some questions we can ask ourselves to check in so that we don't bottle those things up? And if we need to, can um, express um, what's going on inside of us so that we don't get to that place of burnout out yeah um specific questions i don't know i don't know if i I let me talk it out maybe i'll think think of some specific questions but i know that there's some things that you can do so 
Yeah. Burnout is so real. And I've totally been there myself. I think we all have to some degree, um, unless you're like, I don't know, Wonder Woman or something. I don't know who you are, but (laughs) let me know. I want to meet you. (laughs) Um, But a practice that I really like and that we have incorporated in our whole family, we do every night at the dinner table. It's called, and you might've heard of this before. It's called the rose and thorn practice. So when we all sit down for dinner, we go around and my four-year-old daughter, she, she participates in this very eagerly as well. And we talk about our rose, which is, you know, what is one thing that, you know, went really well today or made you really happy or that you're grateful for? Um, what's one positive thing that happened today? And sometimes there, there'll be lots, like I shouldn't say one, we can, we don't have to stop at one. <laughs> And then what is your thorn? So what's one thing that just didn't go great, that just really upset you, that you wish went differently? Um, And it's really just allowing the opportunity to, one, check in with yourself, um, to increase that gratitude and awareness for the day. But also it gives the opportunity to open up conversation around your day and what's going on in your life because you know I know my husband and I often have this conversation about like I don't know what you're thinking you're like we have to talk to each other and we have to know and we get so caught up in our day with the kids and all the things going on that you know there'll be days that go by and be like well this was happening so that's why I was miserable and I'm it's like well I don't know that like we can't read each other's minds so this is an opportunity to check in and be like So what is going wrong? Like, what is not so great? Because we need that opportunity. We need to put in, you know, that, that chance to bring up a conversation and, you know, you don't have to like dive into it at the dinner table in front of your kids, but just bringing it up and saying, what, what didn't go so great today can really open the table for that connection and that conversation that maybe you have later in the night, um, but with your spouse, but also with yourself and also with your kids, especially, you know, if they're at an age where they can have these conversations a little bit more, it's nice to be able to check in with them. And I think connection and play, like we talked about earlier, are really big, um, important things for preventing burnout. And when we can have that connection, then it's going to decrease that chance. So rose and thorn is one of my favorite things, but also allowing for opportunities for release. So when you're building up all these emotions, um, how do you need to get it out? So again, checking in, like, how's things going? When was the last time that I just like let it all out? So that'll be different for everyone, whether it's a phone call to a friend that you start implementing on like a weekly or monthly basis to, you know, maybe you have like a vent session with a friend where you both just come on and like have 10 minutes set a timer and you just have your moments. Um, I don't know, whatever works for you. Maybe you're really into journaling and every day you're journaling and that's how you release that. Maybe um, fitness is your thing. And you you know, once a week, you're just being, it's about being intentional about it. So yeah, you might be really into fitness and you're like, well, I already do that. Well, maybe like every Friday, your fitness routine is very much about um, lifting heavy weights or running or whatever with the intention of releasing those emotions. So being really intentional about what you're doing, um, I think is key. 
Yeah, I love all of what you just said. And I, I did not know about the rose and thorn practice. So I will definitely pick that up. And it's funny too, how you said, you know, doing this with your kids, because I've been trying to do better about like talking to my son about some of the things that happen in my day because he understands and he gets it and having those conversations. So he sees how mommy deals with things. So he knows like mommy still gets upset, but I can't act crazy. Like he does sometimes. (laughs) I I know like I want to roll around on the floor and kick and scream, but I can't, you know, this is how you have to deal with it. So it's, it's good in, in, in modeling that, but also too, so that he understands like, you know, sometimes I come home and I'm a little grumpy and grouchy and he'll tell me, mommy, did you have a bad day today? And he was like, you know, did somebody make you upset at work? And he understands. And mm. it makes me feel so much better because it's like he gets it. And like <laughs> someone sees me <laughs> and sees what yeah. I'm going through and he'll know that, OK, I'm going to leave mommy alone. Or he sometimes he can be really sweet and he'll be like, OK, mommy, you can lay on my lap. Like he'll say like little stuff like that's like, so sweet. So then I can't even be mad anymore (laughs) so it just makes it so much easier for me to not get to that place of like burnout and just feeling like blah anymore but also too when you brought up you know having those conversations and and um having those opportunities for release too I think we forget about that because it's funny when you're saying that I was in the car one day driving and I just realized like it had been a long time since I had like just started singing in the car because usually like I'm in the car just singing my lungs out like sometimes I'll sing so hard like my voice hurts because it's like I just just love it I just act like no one's in the car and I sound terrible by the way please do not (laughs) ask me to sing for you but it feels so good but I just remember it had been months months since I had done that and like I was like oh my god I forgot how I sounded when I sang (laughs) because it's been that long but it's so crazy how like those little things like really do help and having those opportunities for least so like for me yeah I love singing in the car that makes me feel good so thank you for reminding me it's time for me to have one of my beyond say sessions in there when we just let it all go and (laughs) have fun just singing my heart out (laughs) well and I love that you said singing because you know when people say oh I'm really stressed and if I mention like practicing their belly breathing and they're like no I'm not really into that I say well sing then because singing forces you to take really deep breaths and to you know again have that release and to take those deep breaths which will help calm your system down so I love that you said singing yeah Yes, yes. It, it's really fun. My husband teases me all the time about my singing. He's like, why do you sing like that all the time? <laughs> and I'm like, why do you look like that all the time? Leave me alone. <laughs> what to but, do you? I feel I better. Know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really good to have something that, it, and it doesn't even have to be like something serious, like a like a real hobby or anything, but just something that you do to, to release and it makes you feel good. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. That was really, really good. Yeah, I would say that like we have we have daily dance parties around here. So I would say that for us is is definitely a big one too. If you're not into fitness, but you moving our body is a really good form of release because we store our emotions in our body. There's been loads and loads of studies on that. So being able to move your body, whether it's singing and like throwing your hands up maybe a little, it doesn't have to be big or dancing or fitness or whatever it is, even just going for a walk um, will be really, really helpful in that. 
Absolutely. Now, Katie, I know you have given us a lot of goodies here, and I know you talk a lot more about certain things that we've talked about here and some more in your Facebook group. So I just wanted you to share about your Facebook group and some of the trainings that you got coming up. Yeah. So my Facebook is True You with Katie. And uh, I actually used to do loads of trainings on on stuff and they're all still in there. I don't delete them. So you can go back and watch anything in there that you'd like. Um, But I'm just getting back into the swing of things right now. So yesterday I actually did one on creating your success environment. And that was a really, really good one and really foundational, I think, for moving forward in a way that feels good to you. And, you know, we talked a lot about not when I say environment, we're not just talking about your physical space. So we talked about all the different aspects of environment that include mental health and relationships and all those things. So that was a great one and it's in there. Um, and then January 2nd, I don't know when this podcast is going out, <laughs> but January 2nd, I have a vision board workshop that's totally free. We're just going to pop on and uh, start the new year off with some visioning and, you know, what do we want for this year and, and taking for me, it's like taking control. I'm a control freak a little bit. So I take control in the ways that feel good to me. And if I can plan out my vision and get clarity on that, then it makes me feel like, okay, I got this and I know my path and I know how to get there. And we're just going to take this one day at a time. So vision boarding um, is really, really a cool thing to do. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes. So if you want to join, it will be in the show notes. So make sure you catch that. And Katie, if we want to connect with you and want to learn more about you, where can we find you online? Yeah. So definitely come hang out in my Facebook group. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on there um, because stories are so easy to put up and you get to see my family and all the crazy things that we're up to. So on Instagram, you can follow me at Katie Cavo. That easy. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Katie, again for coming on and chatting with me. This has been so good, and I will definitely have you back. But thank you. Thank you for coming on. And yes, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tony Ann. This is uh, always a pleasure to be here. I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Katie. I absolutely love and adore her, and I cannot wait to have her back on again. And if you want to get all the links that she mentioned in this episode, make sure you go over to realhappymom.com slash podcast to find the links in the show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy listening to episodes with Katie, do me a favor and leave me a rating and review and let me know that you've enjoyed this episode with Katie. And if you're like Tony and I don't really do the rating and reviews, you can do me another big favor by taking a screenshot of you listening to this episode and putting it in your Insta stories. This gets the message out and it also shows me love to let me know that this is actually helping you. Now that's it for this episode. I'll be back again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.